Welcome to the Catalyst Health and Wellness Coaching Podcast. My name is Brad Cooper. I'll be your host. And today's episode is an interview with two physical therapists, both incredibly experienced, very gifted. They went through the wellness coach certification about four to five years ago. And they're going to talk about the impact it's had in their careers, in their practices, and in their lives. So if you're a physical therapist or a PT assistant, this is your episode. However, if you're either a clinician, you're coming at it from another clinical background like nursing, or physician, counselor, etc., or you're coming at it from a non-clinical background, you're one of the folks in the audience that either you've been coaching and you're looking for tips on how to grow your practice or you're pondering coaching, either way, you're going to garner a lot of value out of this as well. So again, it's obviously going to hit home most with the PTs because it's specific to those folks. But regardless of your background, these two gentlemen, they provide a lot of stuff for you. So let me introduce the two of them, and then we'll jump into the interview. The first is Charlie Boink. He's been practicing physical therapy for 20 years, mainly in the outpatient and private practice setting. He loves being a PT, but in 2013, he was looking for something more. So he went back and became a certified wellness coach through Catalyst, and he opened his own practice that same year. Over the past five years, he's grown his practice to include a mix of patient care and coaching. He currently coaches about 50 individuals and treat, then treats patients three days a week. It's a fee for service, so those of you thinking about the cash pay options, you may want to particularly listen in. Charlie specializes in coaching folks who train and compete in endurance events and has found that his wellness coaching skills are needed and utilized in that arena more than ever. David Hensley graduated from Texas Women's University in 1978. He initially worked in a hospital setting in Dallas and then moved to Wichita Falls, Texas in 1979. In 1981, he opened his first private practice in Wichita Falls and then merged it with another private practice and eventually sold it to a national healthcare firm. Since 2007, David has worked in a nonprofit multidisciplinary outpatient clinic as a PT. Wellness coaching became an interest after he read and researched about ways to become a more effective clinician. Remember, this is a guy that had been treating patients for 35 years approximately at that point. He went through the Catalyst Coaching Institute training and eventually went on to earn his NBC-HWC, which is the National Board Exam for Wellness Coaches. By the way, if you have any questions about that, we did an episode on that about three or four back, and it gives you a lot of clues about how to pass the exam, how to prepare for it, what that looks like, those kinds of things. So if that doesn't ring a bell, you may want to peek back at that one. Currently, David spends four days a week in the clinic and two mornings a week dedicated to coaching. In the last three years, his coaching population has almost tripled after what he calls a very slow start. He finds coaching and physical therapy to have complementary skill sets and a benefit to all of his patients. So with that, let's jump in. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Very excited about this one. The first question out of the gate, let me turn to Charlie first. You were both highly qualified, credentialed, respected physical therapists before you ever pursued any kind of wellness coach certification. Why did you decide to go that route a few years ago? 
Well, for me, it was really finding out that it was it was something that was doable. I, I didn't I didn't really know much about wellness coaching. I think you introduced it to me. I saw what you were doing with U.S. Corporate Wellness, and I've always enjoyed the you know the educating parts with patients and seeing that you know after they're finished with their shoulder pain, like, you know, is there something else you could help them with? And there was a need for that, and so I just found out there was a there was a way to get certified in coaching people, um, and so I, I took the step. Awesome, awesome, David. How about you? Well, it's really similar for me. I mean, several years back, APTA started to encourage us to collaborate with other oh, other individuals, other organizations, uh, you know, for wellness and fitness and such as that. And I've always taken kind of a wellness approach to physical therapy, and I saw a great way for us to have an adjunctive kind of piece of care to the, to the physical therapy part, and uh, looked into wellness, and it looked like a just a, a perfect fit, and then so far it has been excellent. Excellent. All right. So we'll, we'll flip it back to David on this one. So we'll just kind of do a tennis match here. How have you seen the profession? So as physical therapists, PT assistants, how have you seen the profession adopt more of the health and wellness emphasis over the past few years? And then where do you see it going forward from here? Well, you know, what we what we now call the wellness approach used to be called the holistic approach and, and really looking at the the whole person taking, you know, mental and social factors and, and taking all that together just as, as kind of a part of the whole person and the impact on their lives. And as I mentioned before, I think that an older collaboration with physical therapy has been with athletic trainers. And I, I think that wellness, wellness coaching, uh, the skill set brings a lot to the table in physical therapy. I see as physical therapists and widen their focus, so to speak, that they're going to see the, the importance of wellness services and wellness coaching services. I think you're going to see a big part of that come into the clinic. I think that's a great change for us. Great point. Great point. Charlie, anything to add to that? Yeah, for me, it's locally, I've seen a lot of my PT colleagues offering wellness type outreach, whether it's seminars or some other, you know, wellness coaching lectures, et cetera. So I, I, it's, it seems like in the Phoenix metro area, there's been a bit of a, a rise in PTs doing that. I think there's an opportunity. I think there's a, I think a, a void there that patients are looking for, for someone to guide them in these areas. And I think PTs are in the perfect spot to take advantage of that if, if we act on it. Right. Yeah, there's already that trusted relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, again, back to Charlie here. What are some of the ways that you've seen your opportunities to utilize the training you received? So you went through the wellness coach certification. You're already highly qualified as a PT. How did you see that then enhancing what you were offering in addition to what you mentioned earlier? I think during the subjective exam, it was more, you know, talking with these patients, going through their medical history on the form in front of me and having some questions on there that kind of probed into their health and wellness, things like sleep, nutrition, other stress, et cetera. And I've just taken more time when I see some yellow flags, red flags, whatever you want to call them. I see them on there and it allows me to probe a little bit. So, and then getting into the coaching itself is just once, once they verbalize that they're struggling in these areas, it's an it opens a door to talk about that stuff. Interesting. So I just through the, yeah, just, just through the education, obviously going through the certification and learning how to coach people on that. Uh, it's just opened that door once they kind of verbalize, Hey, I am struggling in my, in my sleep. And I, and I never thought of how it affected my performance. Right. right. Um, very good. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about the subjective piece because that's 
I've seen a lot of PTs over the years that that's almost a throwaway. Yes, we do the SOAP, but the subjective is like, oh, okay, yeah, we got through that. Now let's get to what matters with the objective uh, aspect of the assessment. And what you're saying is that piece actually expanded to become a, a more important role than ever before after going through the training. Agreed. Uh, interesting. Agreed. David, anything to add to that in terms of uh, ways you've seen an opportunity to utilize the training you, you received as you were going through the wellness coach certification? Well, you know, like I said, I've always kind of taken a, a wellness approach to the physical therapy that I do. And, and honestly, I think it, it has broadened my perspective on really what we do treat and really what the goal is, is, is to give these people a better life, you know, after shoulder surgery or knee surgery or back or whatever, stroke, whatever. Our goal is really more than just strength, range of motion and, and that sort of thing. Our goal is to restore as much of that person's life to them mm -hmm. as we can. And so all that that encompasses, that uh, the coaching training was invaluable to making me really better and, and more effective as a therapist in that holistic wellness. Love it. So we want to keep this next, the answer to this next question anonymous, but any fun in, in keeping it anonymous, can you provide us with one or two fun little client stories that stick out in your mind as, as being particularly memorable or meaningful? David, I'll let you kind of kick this one off. Okay, well, you know, it's I, I tell people how how much fun it is to do coaching, but fun sometimes is not really the best word. But it's just it's just such a great thing. Um, I have a lady in particular who is uh, a frequent visitor, and uh, we are working with her after shoulder rehab. She came in and and wanted to continue fitness and wellness, and her life kind of took some hard turns and bumps, and now we're working through. Uh, life after divorce and and things like that and and we've seen her really just grow and grow and grow. She's been a, a coaching client for about four months now and she's just over the top happy and and uh, and feels like she has mm. a place to go in her life. And you know, fun, yeah, fun, but really the most it's it's just so rewarding to see someone figure out with your help which direction they want to go, what, you know, how they really do want to end up. Charlie, any highlights come to mind? A shoulder patient who was going through a divorce. Right? <laughs> and it, is, it, was cool, it was cool because she, she's been with me now for five years. And so we finished the th shoulder therapy and I was just about, uh, about to open my, um, open my own practice and, and offer the wellness coaching. So I just asked her, Hey, you know, would you be, I hate to use the word guinea pig, but would you be a client of mine and let me help, help you? And I think I just recently finished a certification. So we, we started together five years ago. She's, she's diabetic, but now um, she's got that under control. She's run and she actually has gone and got, yeah, it's awesome. And she's lost some weight, got through the divorce, um, has got a solid job. So she's offering, <laughs> she, she's, a mental, she's a mental health therapist. And she thought, hey, it'd be something I can, another little nugget I can offer my clients. We get emails. I got one oh, probably two weeks ago that was intriguing to me along the lines of what you guys are talking about, because you're talking about some deep stuff there. I mean, that's not just, oh, yeah, yeah we worked with this and that. I mean, that's yeah. both of you shared stuff that they were going through that was leading to other things. And, and we get emails telling us that, you know what, I could probably benefit from counseling, but I'm just not ready for that yet. Or I'm, I'm not ready to take that step. And a coach, you know, a coach is not quite so intimidating. It's not quite so overwhelming. So I feel like that's a good place to start. And they may end up going through counseling because we're not counselors as coaches. We know that, but we can certainly help people in the initial stages with that. So it's interesting that both of you kind of mentioned things along those lines. 
So let's take a little slight turn here. As far as your practice, where do you see your opportunities? And Charlie, I'll start with you on this. Where do you see future opportunities in your practice to expand what you're doing or to build on what you're doing with the tools or the marketing or any aspect of the wellness coaching piece that you see opening up some doors for you or, or being something you're going to do in the future with your practice? So a chunk of my business is I, I do some coaching on the in the endurance exerciser. So, you know, Mary comes to me and is training for wants to train for a half marathon and and she's kind of new to running, let's say. And so what I found is when I sit down with these folks, a lot of times, you know, they've kind of got the running. They've been doing some running and they feel like they got that under control. But it's the, mm. you know, it's the sleep part of it. It's the how do I right. how do I eat when I'm training for half marathon? How do I how do I manage my, you know, my my time, you know? And so I find that there's an opportunity for me to kind of not just that beginner runner necessarily, but someone who is going to do an endurance event, but they, they want to be like David mentioned, the holistic part of that. And so I think there's an opportunity to continue to tap into that market. And a lot of it includes, you know, going to the public with some lectures. In fact, I'm giving one tonight and maybe even some social media uh, outreach too on really that this service is out there. If you're going to, if you're going to, if I'm going to be coached in an endurance event, I want someone that's going to address all the scenarios. <laughs> mine you know i envy you charlie uh working with athletes mine is simply is life skills management um i work with you you couldn't group my my clients in in a group i mean it's such a wide ranging from uh, a young a young girl who's having some issues as she's coming in with her mom and she's having issues in high school and and things there and teaching them or helping them realize how they can get through and how they can manage. It's it's the older people who have their finances squared away and their kids are grown and they look ahead at their life and wonder what's next and helping people, really honestly, helping people finish well mm. um, is a big part of my, my clientele. Um, just nobody wants to go out on the downslide. Everybody wants to go out up, right? And so it's right. just it's just sorting through life. You know, life is unpredictable and, and uh, just helping people develop strategies to make their lives really what they want their lives to be. Since I'm one of those people, <laughs> I'm 65 in my 40th year of, of PT practice. And and yeah, and, and for me, I'm hoping I can continue to do this. I mean, when when will we be too old or when will having a better life ever go out of style? I, I, I don't see that going away or anything like that. I see that only becoming a bigger part. I don't know what percent, but we have a lot of physical therapists go through our program. You both know that. There were several in the room when, when you were going through the certification with Catalyst. But the feedback we're getting from people that call us prior to registration is they're looking for something for the end of their career. They're, they're kind of looking for a new way to wrap it up or something where maybe they've been doing manual therapy or uh, inpatient where it's requiring a lot of physical load or their hands are starting to break down, those kinds of things. And they're looking for something that they can still use their skills, their background, their history, all of those aspects in a slightly different way. And so I'm intrigued by by what you said there. That's interesting. So let's let's jump over. We'll start with Charlie here. But what advice would you give the new clinician on the other end of the spectrum of what I just said is we've got people that are one, two, three years out of school that find out about us, see an article in PT Magazine or whatever, and they contact us and say, you know, this sounds like it's me. I'd kind of like to look into this. What advice would you have for that person? So both of you are very, very experienced physical therapists. Think back 
David, 37 years, Charlie, you know, 20 some years and think through what advice would you give that person who is relatively fresh out of school? Is this something, what would be the benefit of pursuing it? Let me make it simple. Yeah. I, I think if, if you mentioned, if they have an interest, if they feel like they enjoy that part of that patient relationship, that they're going to dig a little bit deeper and they're going to, you know, going to help them on a different level after their back pain is better, then I, I say go for it. I, I think it is a way to separate yourself a bit. I, I think of like, there's that, there's patients out there, John, who's, who's being pulled in many directions from a, a ton of different healthcare providers, a ton of different, you know, so if we're all competing for that same patient, mm. then what skills can I offer this person that maybe someone else doesn't? And so I know there's a lot of new clinicians that look for like the specialties in PT, like the ortho specialty or the sports specialty. But yeah, I think wellness coaching fits right into that. And it can be a, it can be an avenue to separate yourself. How would you compare right. the benefits of getting your OCS compared to with your benefits of, of pursuing your CWC? I think it's a, a great question. I would say that, you know, it, it's a, a, a bit of a different um, pathway. I mean, the, the training was way different. I mean, the training, which I appreciated with the wellness coaching was it was very hands-on. And when I, you know, when I went and did it, there was, there was practice and there was, you know, practical part to it. Let's see, right. with the board specialties and APTA, you know, it's just an exam, right? You study like crazy, you take the exam. So, I mean, they're both very beneficial and they have been. Um, but when I have that patient that says, oh, I didn't know you could help me with this. With I didn't know you really talked to me about stress. They kind of perk up a bit versus like, Hey, I'm very knowledgeable on the orthopedic part of PT, but I also, you know, I can offer offer this now. So I think it was just a different avenue, pretty, you know, completely, and um, and the training was just a bit a bit different and and more like the practical ICHWC exam that's put on by the National Board of Medical Examiners is probably very similar to the OCS exam. So that preparation at that level, not for the basic CWC certification, but that level is probably pretty oh. similar. David, coming back to you, what uh, what would you say for the new clinician? Somebody is just out of school, one to three years. Yeah. Is this something worth doing at that point, or do they need to put their focus elsewhere? Well, I mean, my advice is very simple. Do it now. I wish I had done it 20 or 30 years ago. But the thing about it is, is that the skill sets of physical therapy and wellness coaching are, are so complementary to each other. They dovetail just hand in glove. It's just a beautiful partnership. Um, we work so hard in physical therapy to uh, narrow down our focus and treat specifically. And wellness coaching opens up, opens up people's perspectives, opens up their lives. And and I would I would tell them pursue the education to its greatest degree in wellness coaching because anybody can hang up a, a shingle that says wellness, but to set yourself apart to really have something that's really truly valuable, I think that educational component is critical get get the highest level you can get the the process is just so so valuable for the clinician who is on the back half of their career or maybe they are starting to wind down i, I mentioned that we get that question a lot we have a lot of folks attending with that uh that goal in mind but charlie what what would you say to the person that says you know what i'm kind of winding things down is it worth the extra effort and time and frankly cost to pursue something like this or what would be your general thought for where where you see that yeah, I think hmm. when I did it and I started to coach more, it, it felt like a, like a second career almost. And and so my advice would be that if not that you don't like the PT stuff, but let's be honest, when you've been doing it 20, 30 plus years, you've seen most things in the clinic. Mm -hmm. I felt like after I started coaching that it was like this whole new set of patients 
and situations came up. And so it was, it was almost like I said, almost like a second career. I recently had a phone call, um, a couple phone calls with a gentleman who was a PT, I think on the, you know, 30 plus years who was looking at doing it. And was like, hey, is this something I really should do? And I just encouraged him, kind of asked him some questions. And sounds like he finally decided to do it. And he's going to help out his church and offer some coaching through his church. And he went and got certified. And so just a cool story how, uh, yeah, someone who's been doing PT a long time and has kind of been sharing that, yeah, you know what, I think there's something else out there I want to do. For me, it's it's a matter of, of staying engaged and staying relevant. We get into this to, to have a positive impact on people's lives. And as you say, you know, my physical capacities are, are diminished at, at 65 years old. And uh, the clinic still holds challenges, but this is, this is a way for me to maybe, you know, step to the side a little bit. Retirement for me does not look like a rocking chair. So I want to stay with physical therapy, but I want to stay relevant and engaged in the clinic where I work and with the people with whom I work. And the clients with whom I work. And this is just a way, um, and the second career mm-hmm. picture is, is a great picture. You've each touched on these slightly, but I want to develop this out a little bit more for the clinician who's looking for opportunities here. And I'll, I'll start with David. Any suggestions or concepts or ideas of how the wellness coach certification could help somebody either in their marketing, trying to differentiate themselves from other PTs in the market for referral sources, and then on the resume side also, how does that enhance or how do you see that enhancing their resume as they're looking to move up through their career? Well, I think I think the focus going forward with healthcare is going to be more on the health part and less on the care part. Insurers drive a lot of that, certainly, but I think that we can drive uh, our our part really very well. I think that as you become um, more proficient in what you do, more confident, more mature in what you do, um, you bring that added skill set to the table. It gives you opportunities to be in more places. And, and that's one thing I would recommend right from day one is be visible. The market where I am, we had our demographic all wrong and we didn't know where to go to market it. And for the first year or so, it did. Uh, it kind of just kind of limped along. Then we hit a nerve with the uh, 60-year-olds and up, and and the nerve we hit was, don't you want to be able to play with your grandchildren for as long as you want to play with your grandchildren? And uh, we put that out on a television commercial, a 15-second spot, actually. And uh, in the last year, uh, our numbers are just in. We've tripled our caseload on the wellness coaching side um, in one year. So marketing, really mainly know your demographic, know your audience and then be visible to that audience. I love uh, Charlie giving lectures. It certainly has opened up our our lecture and uh, our public speaking opportunities here. We've we've had to be out in the community. I'm going to add, yeah, it is the visibility. I think it it's really helps to give uh, an, an occasional talk. And the simple step, too, of just when you have a client who who's, feels like he has enjoyed your service and, and um, benefited, you ask them, hey, if you know of anybody else that needs this, word of mouth is very powerful. So I'll get that client to say, hey, you know what? My husband could use some of this stuff too. He's uh, he's, he's trying to get exercise in a little bit. And I, I haven't had a lot <laughs> yeah, of that. Totally and then, true. Because usually the, let's be honest, ladies are the ones that seek help, I think better than guys do, right? So there's been a lot of, <laughs> my spouse, my spouse needs help too. So, but go easy on them, you know, go easy on them. So, no, I think it is word of mouth and then the occasional uh, lecture in the Phoenix metro area. There's a ton of there's a there's a ton of stuff. There's you know, there's chiropractic care. They're offering wellness. There's massage therapists. There's PTs. There's you know, there's a lot of people competing. 
When you think about the individual clinician trying to build their resume, one of the things I think about that a lot of folks probably don't tune into is a lot of the skills you'll learn as a wellness coach are incredibly applicable to management. So all these books and classes you take on management and how to work with people and support them and grow them, a lot of management is helping people become their best self within an mm. employment type situation. As a wellness coach, you're learning how to help people become their best self in life, in whatever it is that they're pursuing out there from athletics to parenting to potentially careers. I just want to throw that out as an example of something that as you're building your resume, not just having three more letters after your name on your resume, but also if it's a goal to get into a management role, wow, you're probably going to be a natural fit for that because you've been practicing helping people become the best version of themselves already. Any other examples of things like that that you think might apply? And I'll just wide open to either one of you that want to jump in. In terms of building your resume mid-career, any, anything that you see out there where the CWC wellness coach certification might be helpful? I went and spoke to a, a PT school that I think was helpful. I mean, there, there's a, I think there's five of them in the Phoenix metro area. I, I think I've been to a couple of them. You know, it's, you, know public, you can put public speaking on. You can put the examples of where you spoke on your resume. And, and, if, and if you find some opportunities, uh, you know, I think uh, look for ways you can share a lot there's lots of groups out there they're looking for someone to come in and share something whether it's a weight loss support group or a stress management group or you can even create your own group you know get to find out hmm. you know the other day i was thinking about a realtor's office i got a client who owns a real estate right. office and there's probably 15 real estate agents in there and what a, what a great opportunity to go in there and, and right. do a weight loss challenge right. well i just think that you can you can leverage uh, the wellness coaching skills pretty much in any realm you want to. I mean, uh, we have found banks as, as very fertile ground yeah. for talking to their management teams and, uh, and people management and taking care of themselves. We've gone to several different nonprofits and a nonprofit management organization, a local, uh, foundation talking to their executive boards just on how to how to make the most of your assets and how to, you know, how to leverage what you have to the benefit of the people you serve and to the benefit of your own organization. We've got a lot of folks out there who are other clinicians. We have physicians, nurses, counselors, athletic trainers, you name it. They're there and they're wanting to know, does this apply to me? You interact with a lot of those folks. So the part A of the question what advice, and I'll start with David, what advice would you have for the, the other clinicians that may not be PT specific, the, the way we've been taking most of this conversation, but that you see a benefit for them in a clinical role or a related clinical role? Well, the way I see it, there is not a downside to adding the wellness coaching skill set to your repertoire. Nobody builds a house with just a hammer. Nobody does any job with just one tool. You expand your toolbox by having the wellness coaching aptitudes in your toolbox, and it just makes you it makes you a more complete person, more complete clinician, no matter what what your role is. I mean, even if you're just on the technical level, having wellness skills in in your toolbox and makes you a better member of your organization. Everybody benefits. Yeah, yeah. I just think if if you're a practitioner that has someone coming and sitting in front of you and you're engaging with them, it's a it's a slam dunk. I mean, I think it's something you should do because, it, like David said, it's just another skill set. Any advice for those? And I'll, I'll start with Charlie. Any advice for those folks who don't come from a clinical background, have no plans to pursue that route? But this kind of sounds interesting because you're you're doing this both within a clinical setting, and it sounds like both of you're doing it slightly outside that, and you're interacting with other coaches too. So, just any parting thoughts for that group, Charlie? 
Yeah, I've had, well, I've had clients who, after we've been coaching and, and working together for a bit, have said, hey, you know, this is something I think I may want to do myself. And usually my response to that is, um, that's awesome. Think about where your niche would be or think about like focus in a bit and think about how would you use that and, and, right. and who would you go after? You know, whether it is the busy mom or the, you know, the um, the CEO or, the, you know, some somewhere try to define what you're going to do with it. It's the wellness message. I mean, take a little time. Mm-hmm and and reflect on who you really want to be you know what's your what's your ideal vision of who you want to be the life you want to lead and see if if you're inclined to be an engagement kind of person not everybody is um but engaging people in their lives and having a positive impact on those lives can be extraordinarily rewarding i mean wellness coaching has changed me and uh the way i approach people and made me made me a much more complete therapist coach and a, a person as well so i would i would say take a little bit of time do some self reflection any final words of wisdom to the person that's considering this or they're coaching and they want that extra boost on how to go next level. So Charlie, just any final thoughts that I didn't ask the right question to give you the opportunity to mention? When I started, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to do, and I think this was a tip you had given me, is ask them people, you know, ask, ask mm-hmm. some of your patients, ask some of Excellent. your friends, hey, if I was going to start doing some of this coaching, and here's how, here's what it would look like, would you be interested in this? Almost like a miniature, like focus group, I guess. And that's, I asked a few people, and then, you know, and the response was good. Hey, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd pay a fee to have you coach me in, in these areas. And so it just was like kind of um, a good evidence to keep pushing me that direction when I got some response back on as as a person, would you pay for this fee or pay for this uh, to be coached? Love it. Love it. And this will probably be among our most popular podcasts we've done to date. So thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And keep up the great work. Tell you what, what a gift from those two, huh? 61 years of clinical practice as physical therapists, nine years of wellness coaching practice as part of that. Just some great insights, everything from the early, late career aspects, how to grow your practice, the benefits of going in integrating the wellness coaching, but beyond just the coaching piece, the management side, the leadership, the frankly family interactions, those kinds of things, some of the things to consider before you even start. Just just loaded up. By the way, we two things, actually. One, my apologies. For those of you who are listening very carefully, we used some news technology with this episode, and there was some overlapping that took place when the, the software combined the various tracks that happens behind the scenes. I won't mention which company, but it merged it. And so I ended up, as I was editing it, had to cut a couple of little things. So apologize. It wasn't perfectly smooth like we try to make it most of the time, but I think we were able to get the, the nuts and bolts, the key aspects, and, and hopefully that was helpful to you. Again, there are some some additional resources, especially for the physical therapist, PT assistants, and frankly, any clinician. You, you could translate this very easily. There's a special document on the Catalyst Coaching website, so that's catalystcoachinginstitute.com. Just look for the special reports, and there's one specific to physical therapists for those who happen to come from that background. And again, it's It's probably applicable to to just about anybody in the the clinical side. Thanks for joining us. Really excited about this. The feedback we're getting is is just so encouraging. Uh, If you don't mind sharing it, if this is something that's helpful to you, uh, sharing it with other people that are thinking about being a wellness coach or are currently coaching and want to to do a better job, uh, there's just such a sea of podcasts that 
well, we, we need your help to get the news out. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you joining us, and I'll see you next time on the next episode of the Catalyst Health and Wellness Coaching Podcast. Mm-hmm.